Hi and welcome back to the show. Today I am joined once again by MK Bertulfo. She is the CEO and founder of FH Mums, which is short for Filipino home-based mums. This is a incredible little community that isn't so little anymore. We spoke to them actually back in September 2020. Back then they had a very impressive 145,000 people in their community. Now they are up to 440,000 people. All of these people are uh, Filipino home-based freelancers, uh, females, but not necessarily moms. So she's expanded slightly, but she's stayed very true to her North Star. It's incredible what she does for the community and with the community in assisting these people to build their careers and establish careers and refine careers in online jobs uh, from the freelancer platforms and things like that. So uh, it's a really interesting insight into the subcultures out there that are assisting this incredible sort of outsourcing economy. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory. We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs, and we can help you too. We cover everything from offshore business and staffing strategy, optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you are already outsourcing, about to start, or are somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your offshore operations. The Outsource Accelerator Marketplace now covers over 3,000 outsourcing firms, representing a global workforce of over 5 million people. We also host this leading outsourcing podcast, publish inside outsourcing, and have over 15,000 pages of content on the site. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. Get in touch today. Visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Also, if you find this podcast interesting or valuable, please share it. We have now produced hundreds of episodes featuring the outsourcing world's most prominent luminaries. Please show your support by sharing this podcast today. MK, we last had you on the show in September 2020 and you had a community, a strong community of uh, just over 100,000 people uh, back then. And since that time, you've grown that community to nearly half a million people, which is just incredible. So I'm really excited to have you back on the show and catch up with you and all the great work that you're doing. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. I suppose as an introduction, if people haven't heard the prior episode, can you tell us what you do and what is FH Moms? Yeah, so I'm glad to be back. I'm Derek and um, 
I'm MK Bertufo. I'm the CEO and founder of FH Moms. So I started Filipino Home-Based Moms as a support group for uh, freelancers like me back in 2017 when I first landed my online job. So since then, I've been doing a lot of, you know, um, live trainings for our community members. And I was forced to do face-to-face um, training as well as meet up. I went to different cities in the Philippines just to reach out to our members. So we've been doing a lot of projects uh, just to, you know, help our community members, especially our um, moms in uh, the Philippines as well as abroad. So right now we have 440,000 members globally and I'm so happy that a lot of them are now successful in the freelancing and outsourcing industry. And it's it's incredible. What was your own journey that sort of um, identified to you that there needs to be this community in this space? I'm actually once uh, a call center agent, so that's one. So that was my uh, last um, job before shifting to freelancing. And my first online job was actually email support. So I've been in the customer service space for um, a long time already. And uh, now I've been focusing on, you know, building the community, working with a lot of local and international clients. You went through COVID and what did you notice amongst your community, amongst, you know, instead of Filipino online professionals in terms of the transition that they have really seen over over the last two or three, well, three years? It was heartbreaking because a lot lost their jobs. Many were, you know, decreased by the number of hours in their online job. A lot of um, businesses as well as um, agency owners were forced to close their um their companies and um, many were forced to you know upskill and learn new skills during the pandemic and um we really have to you know uh step up and um, we are actually forced to launch our um, own platform in the community and um different programs were rushed just to uh serve the community right and to identify the community like i you know, obviously spend a lot of time talking about outsourcing. Um, and typically that is, you know, as you mentioned, like call center operatives and things, you're more focused on the freelancers on the online remote, where are they mostly kind of getting their work from? And a lot of it is sort of Upwork and how are they, how does that whole ecosystem work? So with this freelancers, I'll get majority of their online gigs in Upwork as well in online jobs.ph as well as in LinkedIn, so in social media. Uh, there are a lot of homegrown um, agency owners who are uh, working as freelancers at their first or second year and then transition to you know, becoming an agency owner or a small BPO owner. So that, um, that kind of transition is happening, yes. And apparently we are also working with a lot of uh, BPO companies um, who are hiring um, agents from us. Got it, got it. And do people generally prefer to work full-time for one employer or, or for one client, or are they generally after the more flexible freelance with multiple clients, smaller gigs, things like that? A lot are considering to work with multiple clients because of, you know, uh, um, there's a lot of expenses, especially for freelancers aside from the internet. They're, you know, they're brand at home, so a lot of considerations, but I can also see uh, many freelancers who just stick with, you know, one client or one company because, you know, of of 
the company policies and they wanted to you know just focus on one and outsourcing the one that one that i focus on is has just been kind of exploding over the last i don't know three to five years and um especially with covid it, it a lot of businesses are now aware of this opportunity to hire as, as they've been forced to go remote. Um, but there's also a lot of challenges within the sort of freelancer sector. From what I understand, like there's, mm-hmm. you know, instead of them being able to tap into the high high value economies of, of global um, business, like apparently prices are sort of dropping and people want to pay less and less. How do you how do you sort of see that competitive landscape within the freelancer market? Are they are they always getting a good deal, or do people a lot of people sort of shop around for unreasonable prices and you know unreasonable conditions? Well, before I answer that, I'd like to share that um, the pandemic has um, like brought um, a positive in, impact in a way because um, before the pandemic, we've been trying hard to you know reach out to the local companies to hire uh, Filipino freelancers or at least try the remote uh, setup, but it's really hard until the pandemic happened and they are more open about it. Um, That's why a lot of our community members landed a job during the pandemic. And uh, talking about, you know, the salary rate, the the market, basically, um, we are teaching our community members um, to, to, uh, be able to come up with their own packages. So we start with that, like uh, letting them understand how to um, how to identify their own salary rates because that's that's a a a problem for many newbies. So it's the same um, with the employers as well as the companies that we work with. We uh, somewhat educate them on um, on uh, the salary rates that. They should offer to our community members got it yeah and over you know we've had lockdowns in 2020 and there's been a lot of challenges in terms of needing to transition across um is it is it on the whole is the market improving you know are there now sort of tens of thousands more employers on these platforms looking for good candidates or you know, has competition just increased so that it's no easier? How do you, how do you see the whole thing kind of trending over the last two or three years? Um, from from what I'm seeing, there's a lot of um, entrepreneurs, digital uh, companies who've been starting their businesses during the pandemic that uh, that gave a lot of um, employment opportunities for the Filipinos and even. Um, Filipinos uh, decided to, you know, start their own online business and hire at least one to two uh, virtual assistants for their remote team. Mm. You're seeing that quite a lot, actually, aren't you? Like the, the maybe the successful freelancers, an inevitable sort of next step, I suppose, is to get your own little team underneath you and form like an agency and eventually then even become like an outsourcing firm themselves. Do you, do you see a lot of that within the community? Yes, I actually created the support group, um, an inner circle, basically, for our members who are um, agency owners, recruiters, as well as small BPO owners. So I was surprised that uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of value bombs coming from this um, members, as well as you know the eagerness to be able to grow their um, 
businesses or services huge, especially during this pandemic. Amazing. And so it's called FH Moms, which is Filipino home-based moms. And you, you focus on, on women, obviously. Yeah. Like what's your angle there? And is it just sort of how you sort of identified with the community and mm-hmm. um, what was your so thoughts we, there? Yeah. So we accept basically all kind of women, to be honest, because uh, during the pandemic, we've been very active in different social media. We've been doing TikTok videos as well. So we are um, also encouraging um, young professionals and even students to join our community so that they can learn. So yeah, not just moms, but uh, majority are moms living in the Philippines and in the Middle East as well and in different um, parts of the world. Really exciting. Yeah. And when I'm surprised in the Philippines, like not everyone is really aware of this online opportunity, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really quite an incredible thing that's happened over the last 10 to 20 years. Like you can buy a laptop or a computer, you know, they're expensive, but they're getting cheaper. But from that little machine, you can really access uh, the global economy and, you know, really high paying jobs potentially. And, but a lot of the Filipinos aren't necessarily so aware of that. Like, do you, do you see now the awareness is increasing? Do the kids kind of come out of college just knowing that? Or, or you're, you're still finding that there's a degree of sort of education about these online opportunities? Since you mentioned about computers, uh, during the first week of the lockdown in 2020, we actually launched our computer rent-to-own program, and it was extended up to this year. So basically, uh, we allow our community members to apply for a computer loan, and a lot benefited from this program. And what's nice about this is that um, they can use it not just for work, but even for the online skilling of their kids. So it was a really great program, to be honest. And we even organize FH Kids Bootcamp, so basically a digital bootcamp where you know the kids can learn about their different um, things such as um, such as graphic design, coding, stuff like that. That's great. Huh? Yeah. Uh, and do you see, you know, do you find the general awareness of most people, I don't know, in Manila or out in the provinces, are they sort of aware of this now or is it still yeah. kind of catching on slowly? I feel that everyone is aware with a whole outsourcing setup, the work from home thing, because um because everyone was forced to you know work from home so it's no longer hard to um to let them understand what kind of work we have especially in in, inside the community i i hear a lot of stories from our community members that they are having a hard time to explain what their work is yeah crazy crazy and so what are the programs? It, it just seems incredible, like the, the level of support you can give this mm-hmm. community. And how do you decide what programs you launch? Um, and how do you measure success mm-hmm. or adoption of programs? So we, we usually listen to, to them. We ask them what they needed. Um, I I still, you know, do a lot of um live sessions inside the community. I talk to them in the comments and the chat just to make sure that everyone is okay. So I usually listen to them and whatever we have face-to-face meet up, I ask them what else do they need. 
that's why we continuously um, launch um, different kind of training programs. And this year, aside from uh, freelancing, we also added entrepreneurship uh, training just to just to you know help them earn during this pandemic. Well done. And how do you find what's the general? What's the best method for teaching? Is it is it videos? Is it online sort of written courses? Is it live or is it asynchronous? How do you find the best pickup? Yeah, so we're we're testing different kind of you know uh, learning methods for them. We have um, a live training. We have a course where they can still talk to their trainer. They have a group chat. We do. Um, webinars that is multi-streamed in different social media platforms. We have our blog. So a lot of efforts really just to just to make sure that everyone is learning wherever they are or whatever platform they prefer. Well done. And what's it like to manage a, a community of nearly half a million people? It is super hard, but I'm happy that uh, we have our volunteers in the team. So we encourage our community members to work with us as a volunteer uh, so that they can also use that in their portfolio. And um, though our team is small, we are less than 15. We are uh, working with different um, projects and just to make sure that, uh, you know, all of our projects from our e-learning to e-commerce employment and even advertising are all working smoothly it must be huge and it's mainly hosted on facebook is it it is but we already have our own platform which is we're still working on it but mainly in facebook nice have you explored other channels like what is where well, you mentioned tiktok and yeah what's it yeah, like branching YouTube out um, it's it's kind of hard, especially for me, but because I I, I I don't have much time to create video contents, I prefer doing live sessions, you know, just just to teach them. But I think I'll be forced in twenty twenty three. Yeah, everything changes, huh? Like community yeah. and preferences for different apps and stuff. Crazy, crazy journey. And um, the you know we've just been at a series of conferences and events there seem to be so many across november december yeah. uh and there's so much support isn't there for this industry are you do you get do you work with either um, private sector or, or the government for any of your initiatives yes um we actually closed the partnership with uh dict just this year we've been supporting their programs for the longest time and i'm so happy that we're finally you know um um starting different initiatives um aside from them supporting our trainings we are actually involving them to co-create um different training programs uh, for our community and uh involve our um our graduates to their programs as well and um i'm actually in the works of uh, creating our directory in the community which will give our community members different kind of lists from this of BPO companies to um, platforms to tools and many more uh, to, to help them um, be successful in the freelancing and outsourcing industry. Got it. And the DICT is the Department of IT and Technology, basically, for yeah. the country. And they do a lot, don't they? They do a lot for 
building the infrastructure in communities and getting these uh, getting the communities online. And so you've got all of this schedule for building. You've got all of this innovation. Where do you see this going in five years? Like, what is it about for you? Is it about growing numbers, or is it about building platforms, or mm-hmm. what are your what are your north star ambitions? wanted to uh, continue to grow the community and reach more Filipinas, especially abroad, and encourage them to just, you know, go back here in the Philippines and start working from home so that they can be with their family. And we wanted to improve our platform because right now we are at the e-learning um, phase, so we wanted to at least build other features inside our community so that it, it can be a one-stop shop uh, platform uh, for our community members. Incredible. Yeah. Well done. And the what sort of conversations are happening on your platform? I can only I can only imagine. But is it is it you sort of have tens of thousands of messages a day or how, how do you sort of manage such a big, big group? Right. So every day I would receive messages that they landed an online job. So I'm super happy to read those kind of messages. And there are members who would, you know, send me a message and ask me if there is anything that I can help them with, either a training, um, a computer, an internet. <laughs> so those things and a lot of um, opportunities from, you know, the private sector, as well as the government asking me to help them with their project, or maybe we can collaborate in something. So it's it's a really great ecosystem and i'm so happy that i'm part of it and contributing to you know the growth of the freelancing and outsourcing industry that's amazing and with the community do you do you get a sense of the uh the what shall i say like their earning capacity as an industry would you suggest you know are they out earning a sort of a call center agent in their equivalent hometown um or you know how how would you sort of how would you sell the prospects i suppose of this lifestyle this career choice this lifestyle mm. so um many of our members are living outside the city so um it's extra hard for them to thrive in the freelancing industry because of you know the the internet connection that they have so um what we usually tell them is that uh, to coordinate with their city, of course, and um, if there's any internet provider that could provide them with that, because uh, we can't do anything about it, to be honest, in terms of their internet issues. So uh, we're doing our best to be able to provide from, you know, training, access to uh, the employers, as well as the computer loan. So we highly encourage them to um, to upskill first and um, and work with our community so that uh, they can be ready for uh, their work from home journey. Yeah, it's 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 a progression, isn't it? And it's about getting the skills and things like that, and uh, building up in those capabilities. Mm-hmm. And do you see as freelancers, you know, once they've been going for ten years, like where do you see the? How do they? How do they shine compared to the ones that you know are new and growing? Where do you where do you sort of see the the main key skills are? Oh yes, I feel that a lot of freelancers will be forced to learn about uh, Web three, so 
blockchain, NFT, those stuff. I'm honestly not yet familiar with those things yet. But recently, we launched our own mastery class to be able to uh, to uh, let our um, community members be updated with this thing. So we partnered with a Singaporean company to teach our community members because I heard that um, many uh, companies will transition to Web3 and um, our moms have to be ready uh, in terms of the Web3 skills that they needed. It's crazy, isn't it? Like it, it's yeah. uh, always evolving, huh? like the whole, the, the fact that, you know, your your community now have to learn Web3 and crypto. Exactly. And uh, so I also need to learn. That's a lot of yeah. pressure on me. Yeah. It is a lot of pressure and to keep the syllabus like relevant and uh, mm. the the redundancy of knowledge is so fast now, like things are evolving exactly, so quickly yeah. and people need to keep learning. MK, uh, incredible though, like it's an incredible story and really a wonderful story. Um, and congratulations to you and uh, it, it's incredible value that you're building for the community and for Filipino moms, like uh, really well done. So um, maybe let's have you back in another couple of years and we'll celebrate your uh, one, million, <laughs> 1 million person community. Huh? Yeah. Thank you, Derek. Thanks so much, MK. And if anyone wants to learn about uh, FH Moms or, or connect with you, how can they do that? Or if they want to look for... Uh, freelancers, how can they learn more? Yes. Uh, you can find us everywhere in social media, to be honest. So just look for FH Moms or visit our website at fhmoms.com. And you can look for me in social media as well at MK Bertulfo. Fantastic. Thanks, MK. I'll put all of that in the show notes. That was MK Bertulfo. She is the CEO and founder of FH Moms. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And if you want to ask us anything, then just drop us an email to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.